You're listening to the Live Well Radio Podcast Show. A wealth of information for a life of inspiration. And here's your host, Brett Coleman. Hey guys, today's topic of Live Well Radio is Financially Fit Friday. And to talk about some good financial opportunities, I've invited our good friend, Dane Hollinger of the Hollinger team from one of the most beautiful places in America. Flathead Lake is in Northwest Montana. If you haven't been there yet, do yourself a favor, get up there and go see one of the most amazing places in our country. Dane, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're doing real good. What's the weather like up there in God's country right now? Uh, right now, there's not a cloud in the sky. It's about, uh, I don't know, probably 70 degrees out. 70? Yep. I think it was 70 degrees this morning at probably 5 o'clock a.m. here in Phoenix area. So you're lucky. It's <laughs> Now it feels like it's 170. So take that 70 degrees and enjoy it. Oh, I am. You guys got some most beautiful place, the crystal blue water. You have the magnificent mountain ranges, the majestic landscape. It really is a slice of heaven. How long have you been up there, Dane? Um, I was born and raised here, so that makes 32 years now. Congratulations. We first visited uh, Big Fork, Montana two summers ago. It's kind of crazy how we found it. Just did a quick Google Google search. You know, we traveled the country with our cooking show, and we were heading up that area. And I said, what are some really nice lakes in Montana? So I put that in Google. And when Flathead Lake came up, I couldn't believe what I saw. Try to explain it to our listeners how, how blue that water is. Uh, yeah, it's actually one of the uh, cleanest lakes in all of North America. And yeah, right now it's not crystal clear because it's got um, two very flooded rivers dumping into it. But um, in here in a month or so, uh, all that sediment will get pushed through and it'll be crystal clear all the way to the bottom. It's, uh, people are always blown away by how far down into the water you can see. Um, and just how clear it really is. So I'm not sure the depth you can see, but I know it's pushing 40, 50 feet that you can see the bottom. That's no joke. It's seriously, we we came out there and we stayed at an RV park, Woods Bay. Is that is my saying right? Woods Bay, Woods Point, Woods. Yeah, Woods Bay. Yep. And then we took a walk, and not too far from the the RV park was a, a shore shoreline, and we walked to the shoreline. And you could literally see the bottom of the lake for, as far as your eye could possibly see, 30, 40 yards. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, uh, everyone's always always taken back by that. It left a lifetime impression for us. And we're going to co- definitely come back. You know, we were considering a place, a summer home up there. That's when we you know, came up there, kind of looked around, and you helped us do that. And there's some hot deals up there right now for uh, investors. Yeah, you know, there's always good deals on the market. And uh we're always watching for them. We do have a little bit of an inventory shortage right now, but um, there's there always is something good coming on. Um, there's about a hundred listings that are lakefront listings right now um, around the lake. So there's uh, you know plenty for sale on the lake, uh, and there's always you know there's always a good deal out there. There is. Yeah. How does that lake compare to Tahoe, Dane? Um, well, it's a uh, it's interesting. It's about four thousand acres larger than Tahoe on the surface area. It's a little over double the shoreline, um, but um, it has about uh, let's see about twenty percent of the water volume of Tahoe. So it's um, on average, it's much much more shallow than Lake Tahoe. Um, so. Surface area and shoreline length, it's, um, it's bigger than Tahoe, 
But uh, as far as volume of water, Tahoe is a lot deeper. About, I think it's four or five times as much water in Tahoe. And in the wintertime, how much of that lake actually freezes for winter sports? Can you get across the lake in a snowmobile? Mm, no. Um, because of the size, it's, it's kind of like the uh, Great Lakes. I mean, it's not anywhere near the size of the Great Lakes, but just because of the size, it, it moves around a little too much for it to freeze completely over. Um, it has frozen completely over in the past, and um, this last the last two winters we had some pretty good conditions for it to freeze all the way over, but it did not. Um, it's There are a few bays around the lake that do freeze over that uh, guys go out and ice fish on, but not many. There's never really that much snow on it, so no one really ever takes snowmobiles out there. Um, but there are, I think there's like 90-some lakes in the valley that do freeze over, so um, there's, there's plenty of... Uh, ice fishing or, you know, snowmobiling on the lake, snow cross-country skiing, anything you want to do on a frozen lake, there's plenty of that um, all around the valley. Did you say 90? Yeah, I think the, I can't remember the number, but I want to say it's 90, 90 some lakes within uh, what we would consider the Flathead Valley area, yeah. my gosh, that's a lot of lakes, Dane. I had no idea. Yeah, and some of them are, I mean, some of them are pretty small, some might call it a pond, but, right. um, yeah, there's, 90 some bodies of water that you can recreate on so that's pretty cool what are winters like there the the average temperature obviously gets cold but do you do you guys lose sunshine or you get sunshine most of the winters no you know what that's everyone always asks that question about here and i always say yep we do have a solid winter um the average temperature is in like the low 30s for the daytime high and then it's down in the 20s at night um we tend to get below zero for maybe, maybe, maybe a week every winter. And a normal winter, there are the exceptions, but um, we do we do kind of have a lot of gray in the winter. What what we say is we get Seattle's leftovers. So um, <laughs> kind of whatever goes through Seattle kind of tends to go through here. So um, we definitely do have a a, win- a good winter here, White Christmas that kind of stuff. Um, but in my opinion, um, I love the seasons. I love to ski and we have tons of great skiing around here. So, um, it's, it can't snow if it's sunny in my opinion. So <laughs> I as long you. as the snow's coming, the skiing's good. So yeah, uh, we definitely don't have a ton of sun in the winter. We do get it every now and then, but, um, it, it can get a little gray for some folks. Let me ask you this. I know when we visited that area there was people who we spoke to locals which i mean by the way everybody there is friendly it's, it's not pretentious i think you and i talked about this before you could literally be sitting next to a multi-millionaire who's got his car hearts on and his jeans you and, and he would never know this guy or this lady you know their, their financial status everyone just seems really really down to earth and we were talking to some of the locals and they said there's parts of that lake that get more rain than the other parts yeah, so the lake itself kind of creates um, its own little micro environment, if you will. Um, and the east shore of the lake, um, which is kind of where the prevailing weather moves from um, west to east, uh, it gets more rain just from the fact of you know the the water evaporating, and then there's also a big mountain range on that side of the lake, and the clouds hitting up against that tend to get more precipitation on the east side, and then the the west side of the lake is a little bit more arid 
not not by huge amounts, but um, definitely a noticeable difference. And I know you you probably noticed it driving around the lake. There's a, whole, a lot more trees and vegetation on the west, <clears throat> sorry, the east shore than there are on the west shore, just just from that kind of microclimate created by the lake. And is that why we saw the cherry? There's there's cherry farms. Uh, the area is known for cherries. Right. Yeah. There's cherry orchards um, all around the lake. Um, because of the lake there, the lake, uh, you know, in the winter, it keeps the temperatures just a little bit warmer. And in the summer, it keeps the temperatures a little bit cooler to kind of create um, almost the perfect uh, environment to grow cherries. So there, there's cherry orchards all the way around the lake. Um, the majority of them are on the east shore um, because of that little bit of extra rain. But um, there are, yeah, the area is known for flathead cherries. Um every year and right now the cherry well they just went they just blossomed out it's, it's very very pretty when they're blossoming here um i'm sure everyone's seen the cherry trees that uh, blossom in washington dc it looks just like that but way more trees um so yeah it's a it's a cool spot um and the cherries are world renowned for their flavor um a lot of people say they're the best cherries in the world but I, I can't. Uh, I, I can't say I've ever had cherries from anywhere else. <laughs> but, why, uh, why would you, right? Yeah. I'll just take their word for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So you're born a local guy. What was it like growing up in that little? Because it's not real big. It's not a huge city, metropolis city at all. Even compared to Billings, I mean, your largest city is, is in Montana is Billings, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So compared to Billings, this is like uh, it's small. It's quaint. So growing up in a small town like that, what, what experience was that like? Man. Um, it was awesome. Uh, I can't say I'd have it any other way. I, you know, there's for a kid, there's a million and one things to do around here. You know, I grew up um, lucky enough to grow up on a lake here called Echo Lake, and um, I have a younger brother, and him and I, man, I don't. We caught probably tens of thousands of fish growing up. Still go catch lots of fish every year, um, and skiing and fishing, hunting, skiing, fishing, hiking, camping. I mean, we boating, water skiing, you know, we did it all. Neither of us were really big into um, school sports because we had so much outdoor recreation stuff going on that we never, I played soccer. That was the only uh, high school sport I played and my brother didn't play any. We just, in the winter we were skiing and the small, anytime we could go fishing, we were fishing and um, we do a lot of hunting and, uh, water sports, lots of boating. Um, so, I mean, as, as a kid growing up, we couldn't ask for, you know, anything more. We had it all and we, we took full advantage of it. And I guess that's why you're still there. I mean, you could have gone anywhere you wanted to now that you're an adult, but you decided to stay there in your backyard. It must be because so much beautiful places in the country. Yeah. And I, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough in life to travel to, um, all over the world. I've been to every continent except Antarctica um, so I've, I've been around and it's, I always come back here and, uh, it's good to get that perspective and be able to come home and be like, man, I, I am super glad I live here. So I'm always happy that I've, I've made the decision to stay here because after I travel, like I just, I was in Italy last week and I just got, and I had a great time. But when I got home, I was like, man, I'm glad I live here. <laughs> yeah. So that's neat. That's neat. Yeah. I get this feeling when I came there, it's more of a sense that you're in God's country, the scenery is beautiful, the air is clean. 
there's something magical that you really can't put your finger on when you come to that area of Montana. And, I, and the lake, I think the lake has a lot to do with that because it is, and I grew up in Michigan, so I, I'm, you know, Great Lakes, I've seen them. But when you put the background of those majestic mountains on that lake, yeah, it really, really is truly amazing what it looks like. It is. It's a unique spot. Um, such a, you know, big lake surrounded by great big mountains and, you know, the water comes straight out of Glacier National Park. So um, basically the whole ecosystem is a well-preserved piece of ground that still is very awe-inspiring. And even for me, you know, it's it can get easy to kind of get used to your surroundings. But, you know, every time I go out in the middle of Flathead Lake and look around, it's like, holy smokes, this is a, this is a very magical place, very cool place that, you know, time has not changed all that much really is what's your closest costco um from where i'm sitting in my office right now it'd probably take me 30 minutes to get to costco which is kalispell yes which is in kalispell yeah okay so i'm trying to get some give people an idea where where flathead lake is located so you're south of kalispell the major airport then would be kalispell yeah it's in Cal- Glacier Park International Airport in Kalispell, yeah. So that's where you do all your big shopping because you have local markets all around the lake. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to head out to like a, like a Costco or the Walmart, uh, the airport, you're only 30, 35 minutes from where you're at. Right, yeah. There's um, Big Fork Scott, the town I'm in, which is on the northeast corner of Flathead Lake. Uh, there's one uh, smaller grocery store here. It's a good size, a decent sized grocery store. They got everything you need there. Um, but yeah, if you want to drive 20, 30 minutes to Kalispell, that's where you can find Costco, Home Depot, all that kind of stuff. And then Polson on the south, which is the town on the south end of Flathead Lake, has a Safeway, a Walmart, um, and it's a it's a small town, but it it does have um, those amenities and and more. And then let's see, there's another. On the east side of the lake, there's Lakeside. It has um, one small grocery store in town there, and then uh, a few restaurants and bars and uh, local business-type stuff there. So, um, yeah, you know, there's amenities all the way around the lake, but, you know, everything's a pretty easy drive into town if you need something something bigger and better. You mentioned Polson. Now, Polson's in the south part of the lake, and Polson actually has Indian Reservation, and they have uh, a big casino down there, don't they? Um, yeah, it's on the Confederated Salish and Kootenai Tribe in Reservation, also known as the Flathead Indian Reservation. Um, there is, it's not a very big casino, but there is a casino there um, on the lake, but it's more of a hotel. It's not at all, like, not at all Las Vegas-style casino. It's it's more like a, uh, it's more like a Holiday Inn with a casino in it. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. But its setting is beautiful right there on the lake and I, I imagine they would do a lot of events and venues down there as far as weddings birthdays and gatherings and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's right on the lake it's a it's a great spot you can you know drive your boat up there and they got a fuel pump if you need to get fuel and you can go on and get food and drinks and whatever else you want while you're out on the lake and um if you don't have a boat they have a big tour boat there that you can uh go for a sunset cruiser um, sometimes they do live bands on the boat and go cruise around the lake which is pretty fun and yeah it's a it's a good spot 
We did that cruise out of, I believe it was Lakeside. They had a boat that took us out on the lake. Mm-hmm. And I think that ride is about an hour and a half, something like that. It was it was a great, great time. And we saw the, we got to see the houses from the backside of the lake. So lakefront property, you know, you can drive through towns and you can see the fronts of them. But we got on the boat, you can see it's a whole other view. Yeah, it's pretty hard to beat going out on the lake because you get a whole new perspective of it that you can't get from the shoreline. And then, yeah, like I said, once you get out on the lake and start looking around, it's very uh, inspiring. And there's beautiful, beautiful homes all around the lake and um, lots of uh, lots of historic um, homes, too, that are pretty cool to, to see some old, you know, old places that have been in the same family for pushing, you know, 100 years. Um, so... It's fun to go cruise around and check all that stuff out. What's that big island I read about online? Somebody built a multi-gazillion-dollar house, bought the island, put a house on the island, and the house is still there, but nobody's in the house, right? Yeah, well, there's actually two of them. Um, there's, uh, I'm not sure the total number of islands on the lake, but two of them are owned uh, completely privately. And, uh, well, there's more than two that are owned, but one individual owns the whole island, Um and they built these giant houses on them. And one guy ended up um, getting into some financial trouble, and it's it's now um, bank-owned or it's owned by an asset um, liquidation company. And then there's another one close by that one that a guy built a, a great big house on, and he lived there for a long time, and he uh, recently passed away in the last few years. So I don't, I don't know what's going to be happening with that house. But, um, yeah, both great big houses on some private islands on the lake. They're both... Um, they're both pretty wild to see. <laughs> I bet, yeah, I saw them online. So, you know, you got you have people like Phil Jackson, a uh, famous NBA player and coach. He's been coming up to that area for about 40 years now. Yeah, he's been, yeah, I think he's had a place on the lake longer than I've even been alive. Um, and he's uh, he's here a lot. I know that. Um, and uh, I can't remember any, I, I know I've seen quotes um, from him about Montana along the way, but yeah, he just, uh, he absolutely loves it up here. And, I think he's trying to spend as much time here as he can. I can see why. Then you have Julia Roberts and Kiefer Sutherland. When they had their thing going, they built a house in an area called Golden Bear Ranch. Um, I think I think they named it that. I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, re- it's a great retreat. I can see why. You know, here's the funny thing. In the, in the summertime... Uh, we don't see too many Montana plates down here in our neighborhood. But when the winter t- <laughs> when the winter time comes, you see a lot more Montana license plates driving around the neighborhood. And then I can see what that means now because a lot of snowbirds, they'll come down to you know Arizona for the winter months from up north, Michigan, Montana, Wisconsin, wherever. Even Canadians come down to Arizona. It's a great place to flock when there's snow up north. Uh, and then when it gets too hot down here, they scoot back up north. Let's talk about that for a second. Why would it be a great investment retreat for people who are thinking about a second property in a cooler climate? How is the rental opportunity when you're not there? You bought a piece of property in the summertime, you want to spend time in it, and then you come back to Arizona in the wintertime. Is there a market, uh, a rental market that would support somebody's house as far as skiing goes and outdoor activities? They can rent that place out through rental property company? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, now in the days of um, like Airbnb and VRBO, um, it's really opened up the opportunity for people to um, to a much it's opened uh, to a much more broad broader audience of potential rental renters. Um, so, yeah, we have we have a lot of clients that um, are here seasonally, uh, and some um, do rent their places out when they're gone, and um, it's kind of one of these things that we've seen now 
with help of these online uh, rental services that they can kind of pick and choose when they want to have it rented out when they don't. And uh, it works, it works really well for them. We have um, just off the top of my head, just cause he lives right nearby me. Um, a fella from Washington DC who, who is here off and on and he just blocks out, blocks out his weeks um, that he's going to be here in advance. And then he just rents it out most of the time and, uh, or all, basically all the time he's not here and he just has a local gal here come clean the house for him in between rentals. And, um, he does very well with it. I, I think he told me the last time I spoke with him that, um, he basically, the house basically pays for itself. So, um, hard to beat that vacation home that pays for itself. So oh, you really can't beat that. So somebody came to you yeah. uh, for an investment opportunity at the Hollinger team, by the way, give him your website real quick, Dane. Uh, yeah, you can find us, um, at lastbestplace.com. Um, that's the Hollinger team site. Uh, there's lots of local area information on there. Um, if you have any questions for us, just fill out the form and shoot it right to me or someone on the team and we'll get back with you. But yeah, lastbestplace.com. <laughs> I like it. L-A-S-T-B-E-S-T, lastbestplace.com. Pretty cool. Right. So if somebody used your services and decided to invest a piece of property out there in Montana, there's opportunity for them to rent that place out either for themselves or you could turn them on to a property management company, couldn't you? Yeah. And it's, I would recommend if you, if you're not, um, if you're not living here to, I would recommend using a property management company because we're, uh, we've had clients trying to manage them themselves long distance and it's never worked out well. And they always in the end end up hiring one of the local property management companies. So uh, we work closely with a couple that we highly recommend. Um, but there's a few, there's a few really good ones in the area that um, we recommend uh, property management services to. So um, yeah. That's awesome. Let me ask you this. Are you seeing that there's more uh, one area uh, more popular than the others? Let's say there's lakeside Mm-hmm. And then there is Big Fork, and then you have Polson. Mm-hmm. What's some other er- er- other areas around the lake that are pretty popular? Um, I I would say that uh, well, there's dim- different demographics that like that like uh, different parts of the lake. For example, Missoula, Montana, is only about an hour south of Polson. So there's a lot of um, folks from Missoula that own places near Polson because they can drop be from their home in Missoula to the, their cabin on the lake in Polson in, in an hour. So um, my uncle just bought a place in Polson and he lives in Missoula. So, and he bought in Polson because it's easy for him to go back and forth between Missoula. So um, Flathead Lake as a whole is kind of, I wouldn't say there's any part that's less popular. It's just kind of maybe where you're from because a lot of folks that are going to be flying in and out like to be on the north end because it's closer to the uh, Glacier Park International Airport. So um, it's a kind of depends on your um, preferences about for stuff like that. But um, then there's other things too, like, you know, the east side of the lake gets more afternoon sun and the west side of the lake gets more morning sun. There's oh, there's a whole lot of things that people consider when they're making a purchase on the lake. But um, uh, I would say the north end of the lake is more popular because it's closer to Kalispell, the larger town. So a lot of people like to be on the north end of the lake because that gets them in and out of town quicker to the airport quicker, uh, things like that. And that would be considered Big Fork, and then you hit. Yeah, that'd be that basically be Big Fork, 
Lakeside Summers is a very small town on the northwest corner, kind of opposite of Big Fork. And that's S-O-M-E-R-S, Summers. Yep, S-O-M-E-R-S, Summers, yep. And the downtown area of Big Fork was, I got to say, it's very cool. It's very neat. It had a great feel to it, great restaurants, and there's a lot of neat little things to do. Art galleries, Mm -hmm. uh, you have restaurants, parks. um, Yeah, everyone here just refers to it as the village. Uh, It's kind of a little art. Uh, artsy little town, you know, it's um, art galleries, like you said, good restaurants, uh, you know, things going on. There's a uh, Big Fork Center for, for the Performing Arts, which um, I think they might have started during the, I think it's like June through September, they they have live plays every night except Monday night. Um, so there's live performances going all summer long of different plays, and every summer they have uh, new shows. There's, you know, lots of lots of live music at all the little different venues around town. Um, this year, I'm part of a group. We just started a, uh, uh, we call it the Big Fork Village Market. It's kind of like a farmer's market, um, if you will, but there's, you know, all sorts of other stuff. It's not just people selling vegetables. There's live music. They actually started a kind of a TED Talk style uh, speaking series during it. Uh, there's yoga classes. There's stuff for the kids to do. Um, all sorts of fun stuff. And that's, we kind of incorporated that into the playhouse schedule. So uh, that's every Monday night when there's not a play. So in the summer months, there's almost something every single night of the week, there's something going on in Big Fork. It's pretty happening place. So It is. And the cool part is, man, you're really only, what, an hour from Glacier National Park? Yeah, I can be, I can be from my house on a trail in Glacier Park in an hour. That's amazing. So, yeah. And then you're not too far from Whitefish. Whitefish is a cool little town too, isn't it? Yeah, Whitefish is another happening spot. Um, it's got the res- the ski resort there, um, and it's also very close to Glacier National Park, so it's a popular spot. Uh, lots going on in Whitefish. Um, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like a larger scale Big Fork, if you will. So um, it's uh, because of the ski area. Whitefish has got a very uh, strong year round season there's you know so uh the only time it slows down whitefish is in what we call the shoulder seasons which are um we're just coming out of the spring one and then there's a little bit of one in the fall right before the uh ski ski slopes open but once the skis the ski slopes open it's uh it's a really busy winter in whitefish it's a lot of fun so it is so the biggest resort in whitefish is what ski resort oh whitefish mountain resort Okay, and the biggest one near you in Big Fork is Blacktail? Uh, yeah, and then there's, yeah, Blacktail Mountain is in Lakeside, just above the lake there. Um, it's a lot smaller ski hill. It's, uh, it's only three chairlifts, but um, it's a fun little area. If, if you don't like, if, if you hate waiting in ski lift lines, <laughs> then it's the place to go. Or, or any, any line. line, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's very affordable. I think an adult lift ticket there for the day is 40 bucks. so... That's neat. Yeah. That's cool, man. So you guys have some good deals. You have some opportunities for people who are considering it. And, and I, I couldn't think of a better place to spend summers. And if you're a winter person, uh, for that matter, the winters. I'm not a big skier. Mm-hmm. But my wife, you know, Lena grew up in Colorado. She's, she wishes she could be snowboarding in the wintertime at some big mountain. Um, so, you know, you might see us up there this winter. Yeah. Come on get up. one of those little cabins on, on the water. Yeah, taking that snowmobile ride and doing some skiing with our boys. So, 
It's a great place to be. I hope you guys check this out. And again, one more time, it's lastbestplace.com. Yep, lastbestplace.com, L-A-S-T-B-E-S-T-P-L-A-C-E.com, lastbestplace.com. Yeah, and the Hollinger team is literally a family. you got mom, dad, brother. Well, mom's not a part of it, but she's the only one that's not. So. <laughs> oh, she's not. It's just the guys. It's my, uh, it's my dad and my brother and I. Okay, I see. I'm, I'm, I'm on the website right now, and I see Dad. And by the way, your dad's getting carried away. He's going crazy with all his YouTube videos, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. He's been posting a lot of videos. I see you with the beard. Did you put that big beard on your face recently, or is it gone now? No, no. Usually the beard comes and goes with the season, but I, I, uh, I gotta get rid of it in the summer or I get too hot. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. And then there's so you, Dad, the brother. What's your brother's name? My brother's name is Drew. Drew, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Cool, man. Thank you for your time. We appreciate that, Dane. And people will definitely be hearing this and probably giving you a call. Just kind of pick your brain a little bit. Yeah. If nothing else, I highly encourage our listeners, just get out there. You know, rent, go, go out there for a five-day week, a long weekend. And the big resort right there on the lake, I can't think of the name of it, right by Woods Bay. What is that big resort that people stay at all the time on the corner there? Um, probably Flathead Lake Lodge. Yeah, that's it. Flathead Lake Lodge. It's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's a dude ranch. So, um riding horses and stuff like that. If they wanted to stay there and then come see you, see some property, you're the guy to call. So thanks again for your time. We appreciate that, Dane. Tell Dad we said hello, and we'll be in touch. Will do. Thanks, Brett. All right, buddy. Bye-bye now. Bye.